Welcome to the Fearless Pursuits Podcast, where it's that time to slap your doubts and fears around, learn marketing and sales strategies, mindset hacks, and even a little metaphysical thrown in for good measure so you can have a breakthrough to success in your own life and business. I'm Sharon Lee, an online life and business coach and serial entrepreneur for over 25 years. My goal is to share with you everything that I've learned along the way, including the good, the bad, and the ugly. Each week, we'll explore what it takes to reach your goals and dreams and create that financial freedom through online entrepreneurship. If you're ready to dig in, listen in now to today's episode. Hey there, this is Sharon Lee, your life and business coach, and we are talking today about ways to de-stress your business for more happiness and profits. So here's the thing. I don't know if you've noticed this, but this is something that I've noticed. As more apps and technology appear to make life easier, ironically, never have people been so stressed. And that seems to go double if you work for yourself. And that's exactly what this podcast is going to go into. I really want to share with you proven ways to actually de-stress your business and your life because we realize that, you know, your life is, you know, transferring into your your business and your business stress is transferring into your personal life, right? And so, you know, obviously these are things that we can talk about in your subconscious mind and the way that you manage your thoughts and your feelings. But let's talk about some strategies, some nitty gritty. So stress has become part of parcel of being an entrepreneur, right? It's it's just part of being an entrepreneur these days, particularly if you are working online. I mean, social media, for example, with the algorithms is rigged against you. In other words, it's like they want you to spend so much time working with the algorithms. The more time you spend engaging, the more time you know um, it's spent to grow your audience, which is a really wonderful thing. But let's face it, none of us really want to be on social media for hours on end, right? So I really want to stress that you know if you've got your own business, you're an online entrepreneur, this is the podcast for you because it's really going to help you with some strategies to uh, de-stress. So it's it's been estimated, honestly, that people who work for themselves suffer from more stress than those who work for others. Um, we've got a, a way of thinking today where if you're just an employee, then you just do what you've got to do and you check out, you know, you do nothing more. That's just the way it is, right? But those of us who are entrepreneurs and we're trying to really excel in various different ways in our life, we want to do more. We want to think differently. We want to learn strategies that are going to help us to perform better. So there are still a lot of bills to pay in your life, time and people to manage, responsibilities to meet, and expectations to fill. The difference is when you work for yourself, you can choose what to do about it and how you're actually going to diffuse or eliminate that stress, right? So here are some steps that you can 
uh, apply immediately to your business, to your life that's actually going to help you. You can put them into practice today. So true to form, you know how I do these podcasts. I'm always giving you some strategies. So you might want to, um, you can listen to this and check back later with some notes, or if you're ready with some notes, let's begin. So let's work with step one. You know, what we want to do is we want to make every day our best day ever. That's a mindset, right? That's something that we have to think of today for every day. We just want this day to be our best day ever, and we want to grow by 1% every day. Stress, and there's lots of research behind this, it shortens your life. Your white blood cells proliferate, overwhelming your immune system. The cytokines multiply. I know I'm getting very geeky here, right? Leading into inflammation. Your blood pressure rises. Insomnia keeps you on the edge. You're at risk for heart attacks and strokes, right? So it's kind of a big deal. There's a short burst of uh, adrenaline, and it's, it's something that you you love right once in a blue moon but prolonged it's unrelenting right and it builds up to stress it snowballs it's barreling downhill and when it hits the bottom things fall apart in your health your business and in your personal life if you're listening to this podcast you probably know you need to do something about it Start by structuring your days in ways that support and enrich your life. You can't plan for everything, but you can be proactive about how you schedule and create what you do, your working days, right? So figuring out your perfect day, this is what I work with my clients on, right? It begins with asking yourself a few key questions questions, just real simple questions that I'm going to ask you here. So you get ready. Here we go. Number one, what would a perfect working day look like for you? That's something to really think about, right? What would you do? If you had that perfect working day, what would you do? How would you spend your time? Who would you spend your time with? Where would you be working? What Three things could you start doing today that might bring you closer to living more ideal days? What three things could you stop doing today that might bring you closer to living more of these perfect days? What is one thing you need to have to really feel like your mornings are fulfilling? What is one thing you need to have to really create a restful evening. What should you have in place? And here's a really good question to end it. How do you want to show up in the world and what is one daily action that supports that goal? So these are super simple questions. But if you take action on them and really give them serious thought, they can absolutely transform your life, particularly, um, I think, five and six, which was what three things could you start doing today that might bring you closer to your day and what could you stop doing that would bring you closer to your perfect day. Those are really 
simple questions, but so transformative, right? But I don't want you to stop there, okay? Because we're really talking about you reaching your next level. So let's let's consider just really sketching out your ideal week. This is something that I have my clients do. So you can get your calendar out, right? Get your, your day timer out if you still use it. I love day timers. I'm old school this way. I, I love the idea that we learn differently. Audio, visual, tactile. Um, some of us learn by doing more than by hearing, but we all learn by all three. So we see it, say it, we write it. This is how we learn. So let's really sketch out your week. And here's a few questions to help you with this. Which is your favorite day of the week? And why? It's a a really great question. Which is your least favorite day? And why? What do you hate doing on Mondays that could be moved to a completely different day? What kind of energy do you have on Fridays? And how can you use that to your best benefit? How many days a week do you currently work? How many days do you actually want to work? You see, these are really powerful questions. I could go on and on. But you need time to absorb these questions. That's why I was saying maybe you can, you know, save this podcast and listen to it when you can write down the questions, listen to it over, because these are really great questions to help you just to dig deep and to uncover what you need to to help you live your best life. You know, you're an entrepreneur and you want so much more than most people who are just going to their 90 job, a nine to five job, or maybe you're working in a nine to five job and you're just done with it and you're ready to start your own business. I don't want you to stress, right? When you're doing these exercises, watch out for the all or nothing thinking and other cognitive distortions that we have. The all or nothing um, thinking, it consists of making sweeping statements to yourself and refusing to look at alternative in, in adjustments. Like um, nothing's working. We say that a lot. I hear that a lot from my clients. Nothing's working. Well, some things are working, but we make these sweeping statements and we brainwash ourselves to believe that nothing's working, right? You'll know you're doing it if you find yourself using phrases like, no choice. As you think about the questions that I've kind of been asking you, for example, I have no choice but to work six days a week. You know, the mortgage has to be paid. You know, these are just stories that we tell ourselves. We have to be careful what we're saying. We have a collaboration with our subconscious mind, and it's important for us to really have some awareness of what our conscious mind is telling our subconscious mind. A lot of it is BS. It is. This sort of thinking works until your health breaks down, particularly if it, it's, um, it does in sort of a catastrophic way, like burnout. And I've seen that a lot with online entrepreneurs because they're burning the candle at both ends, you know, doing this social media thing, you know, you got to create this content. We hear these gurus talking about this and it sounds exhausting. I'm thinking of, and I've mentioned him many times on my podcast, um, Gary Vaynerchuk. He wrote that book, Crush It. And I remember the first time I read it, I, I actually was kind of upset about it because I thought, no, you know, 
I value peace. That was not the lifestyle I wanted, you know, to be everywhere and do all this. And let me tell you, you do not have to. That's setting yourself up for catastrophic burnout. You're rushed to the hospital after vomiting up blood and you find out you've got a bleeding ulcer. (laughs) If that sort of health crisis happens, it's amazing how your outlook will just absolutely change. But why wait until you have health emergencies, right? Why not look for other solutions and other alternatives right now? Here's one for you. Reframe. I have no choice but to work six days a week. The mortgage has to be paid. Into, I'm going to raise my prices so that I can cut back to five days a week. Or... I'm going to repurpose all my worksheets and checklists I've already created for clients into well-branded packages and start adding passive income to my coaching business. That's a good one, huh? Or I'm going to create a course so that more people can benefit from my coaching in a DIY format. That way, I can coach four days a week and let the reoccurring income from my courses, paid workshops, or mastermind groups pad my income. Genius, right? You can see how you can transform your life so easily from overwhelm and stress. You become the solution-oriented mindset, right, instead of the problem-oriented You look for solutions instead of drowning in stress. You realize ultimately every choice you make is up to you. But don't just think about making changes. Do it. One change at a time. And that's ultimately the solution for overwhelm. One step at a time. Sometimes it's that one small tweak that makes a major difference in our quality of life and transforms life from stressful, overwhelm to joyful and balanced. But let's talk about some ways that you can stay focused so you can avoid client burnout, right? So maybe you're a freelancer, you're a consultant, you're a coach, you're a content creator, you're somebody who's working online right now And you're spending a lot of time creating content and building relationships, all of that. What we want to do is we want to create ways to stay focused. We we don't want to be burning out. Making changes for the better demands, not just on becoming solution-oriented, but on cultivating clarity and focus. This boils down to getting to know yourself and your business inside out. This doesn't mean hours of navel gazing, right? Again, it means taking specific concrete action. Here are some of the top best ways that you can stay focused that that I have found. And incidentally, if you adopt these habits, it's also going to help you to avoid that client drama. So one of the things you can do is track your time. And if you're not billing hourly, you can use a tool like Toggle. And believe me, I'm not paid for mentioning them. Um, Toggle has 
huge uh, benefits. Two of them is uh, when you bid for smaller work in the future, you have a better idea of how much to charge, for example. Also, it gives you a clearer picture of how long a, tasks, a task should take. Most of us assume that we work much faster than we actually do, which means we're constantly running behind, if we're being honest. Knowing your true working rate is very helpful in planning your workflow. So that's why I like it. Again, I'm not being paid for promoting it or anything. It's just, it's something that I found that my clients like. I, I like to be able to offer these solutions for my clients because I've used them. Here and there, there are so many of them, but I love to be able to present them to you. So what you can do is you can set and stick to office hours. That's what I do. Tell your clients up front that you stop working at six, your, your last um, coaching session, your last appointment is at five. And you wrap it up 45 minutes later, 50 minutes later, you're done, right? And, you know, this is something that you want to do on weekdays and you never work on weekends. Just tell them up front. And I work with clients all over the world. I have tweaked my schedule from time to time to accommodate them. Like um, South Africa, for example, right now as I'm recording this is nine hours ahead of me. So that means that you know they're changing their schedule and working more in the evenings and I'm changing my schedule to take early morning appointments, which I normally don't do. But for my private clients who pay a lot of money, I will change my schedule for them. But nine hours, <laughs> that's, that's where I draw the line. So what you want to do, um, another kind of concept that you can adopt that's going to help you to stay focused, and these are just ideas, is have a Thursday review. If you constantly scramble to keep up with your daily tasks, block off time every Thursday afternoon, for example, to look at the coming week. Friday, honestly, is just too late. You won't have time to reschedule or make, um, you know, substantive changes if you need to. Even if 15 minutes can help you feel more prepared and spot any conflicts or issues, it's, it's so helpful. And another idea you could do is just aim to be early. I was just talking with someone about this today. We were talking about really um, associating an identity with certain habits. For example, I said aim to be early. If the deadline is the 15th, turn in a draft by the 12th, right? Maybe you're a copywriter. Maybe you're in your website developer, software developer, that kind of thing. So the way you can iron out problems with the client before related stress kicks in and if you need an extra day due to a last minute emergency on your end, you'll have it. But what you want to do is you want to say, this is just who I am. I deliver early. I always pad it. Um, you know, the, the time that it'll take so that I can deliver early. It's just who I am. This is how I work. So that really helps with stress. And another thing that you can do is to minimize the distractions. Now, this is huge because ever since COVID, now we're working from home a lot more. But a lot of us work from home anyway if we're an entrepreneur. Um, some of us have the co-working locations, but most of the time we're at home. 
The co-working locations are really fantastic if you've got barking dogs, crying babies, that kind of thing, right? But what we want to do is if you're at home or, or even if you're in a co-working situation is you want to minimize the distractions. So staying focused means putting yourself in an environment that allows you to actually be productive. I could have said that helps you work, but I'm trying not to say that word because it's like a a dirty four-letter word, W-O-R-K. <laughs> yeah, um, let's just say that it's a money-making activity and we're going to be as productive as we can so that we can make some more of that money, right? So that may mean renting an office space outside your home or just buying some noise-canceling headphones, which I love. And it may mean blocking off entire days for certain projects and ignoring everything else, even social media hiring someone to handle it for a week. It might mean using a tool like Rescue Time, uh, like I was talking before about um, software and apps that you can use. You know, it, it can keep yourself off of social media when we tend to think that we need to go check something, but it'll actually rescue you from that. So do what you need to eliminate anything that interferes with your focus. One thing you need to know is whenever you change a habit that benefits others but not yourself, you can expect resistance at first. People will complain and they'll test your limits, that's for sure. Don't try to explain it. You owe no explanations. And explanations are always viewed as an open invitation to an argument objections to be overcome. Just repeat your new policy cheerfully and firmly. If they continue to argue, repeat it again, just calmly. You know, for example, you can tell your client that starting next month, you no longer uh, will be offering evening sessions. Okay? She says, but I work during the day. I have to come in the evening. Okay, <laughs> put thought ahead of time in how you want to handle it. Consider your alternatives. So let's look at three widely different um, alternatives that you might be able to lose, use. So, for example, I'm no longer offering evenings. Okay, this is, think about how this is going to help you with eliminating stress. However, for clients who can't come during weekdays, I do have limited spots open for Saturday morning. Would you like me to book you in a 10 a.m. or next Saturday? So you see what we did here is we're trying to find alternatives. And you don't want to work evenings because evenings are for you to go to the gym. It's for you to cook dinner. It's for you to relax. It's, it's just for you to unwind, right? And maybe you can have like one hour on Saturday morning, okay? Something like that. Or if you don't want to go that route, you could say, I can make an exception in your case, but I will have to charge you $40 more per hour for evening appointments. Now, that's what I did recently. I was telling you about my client in South Africa because we're nine hours apart, right? And she wanted to work with me. So that's one of the things that you can do. You have that ability to do it. Don't go into the scarcity mindset of, oh, they probably won't hire me if I'm charging more. So that, again, is something that we have to work through 
if you're having any sort of mindset issues around that. And inevitably, we have lots and lots of objections to different concepts and different alternatives. But you're the boss in your business and you need to do whatever you can to avoid the stress, right? Or here's another idea. You can be really firm and just say, that's no longer an option with me, but I'd be happy to refer you to a business coach who does work evenings. Okay, so that's you standing in your power. So I realize, you know, for some of you who might be brand new, you want clients. You want a lot of clients. Um, You're new, whatever, and you would never dream of turning someone away like that. But what you want to do is you have to realize that you've got to become that version of yourself who is strong, who values herself and her family and her time. You've got to set boundaries with your clients, and this is how you're going to do this. In other words, there's no wrong or right answer unless you say, for example, to your client, oh, all right, I'll make an exception for you because you're so special, (laughs) and totally cave and go back to your decision. That's a, a definite wrong answer in my book because you need to set boundaries because people will step all over you. Every client thinks she's special, right? And every client is special, but so are you. You need to really be thinking about how special you are and about how important you are. And if you go into that burnout from doing all the things, you will end up losing passion for your business, feeling lost, not being in the energy of receiving for your clients. Whatever it is, ending up in the hospital, I don't know. But what we want to do is we want to create a stress-free business. I could go on and on here with this, but what I want you to do is to decide how you want to handle the objections in advance and stick to your decision and honor yourself. And trust me, my clients always tell me that they're glad that they did. And another step that you could take is basically the secret to developing good work habits. Now, we go from being, a lot of us, a nine-to-five business, um, working for someone else as an employee. And it's hard sometimes to switch into being an entrepreneur. So the thing that we have to do is create good work habits. So creating good work habits is all about building a smart schedule that works for you. Schedule your time, your client time, workout, self-care, everything. Remember, I was talking about that in the beginning, you know, getting yourself a day timer and writing in everything, your perfect day. I suggest for my clients that they put in the self-care first, okay? Block out that Thursday review. You've got to block out meditation time your yoga time, all of those things, okay, whatever it takes. So scheduling done properly doesn't put constraints on you. It doesn't limit you. Instead, an optimal schedule, it's actually going to create more free time. It's going to cut down on exhaustion, stress, strain, confusion. It's going to promote clarity and focus. It's going to help you to be more productive. It's going to help you to develop good habits and even break bad habits. It's going to promote goal-setting success. It's going to create strong structures and frameworks for your whole life. So you have that work-life balance. 
You remember things better when you get into the habit of sticking to a schedule. You prioritize better. Sticking to a schedule becomes habit-making. It's so much easier to beat procrastination because it's just what you do. It increases self-respect and self-worth. You feel productive, focused, efficient, and of course, stress-free. That's a goal. Life no longer consists of a mad scramble of sleepless nights, knowing you didn't prepare for tomorrow's meeting or wondering if you're going to meet your lunch deadline, whatever it is. And the more you stick to your schedule, the easier everything about your business gets. And that goes for life too. If you apply selective scheduling to your personal time, it all comes together. So I want to finish here by giving you a couple of habits that you can develop. It's going to help you to build a strong schedule, one that's going to keep you on track and on target. One is you can use an electronic calendar for every single task, not just appointments, okay? So that's micromanaging, yeah, but it has its purpose. It helps you to stay focused. If you need to write you know, a blog post, for example, block off two hours. If you have a client call, even for five minutes, include it, you know, because sometimes we have those follow-up calls. Just include that. Color code, blue for phone calls, red for out-of-office events, green for clients, etc. You know what I mean. Anytime a new task is added to your list, just block off time in the calendar, even if it's a month out. Set up reminder emails or notifications so you can get electronic nudges. If something requires prep or travel, remind yourself several times, including a week or even more in advance. I remember once, and this is where this came out of, a little story time. I wasn't taking my business too serious, which I knew better, but I wasn't checking my emails at, at a regular time. And Lo and behold, a regular thing that kept happening was people were booking discovery calls with me and I was missing them. I literally was missing them because I didn't, I didn't uh, have my electronic schedule uh, blocked off appropriately for my personal things. And then when someone scheduled it on top of my personal thing, um, I was humiliated. Yeah, that's a very vulnerable moment for me to share with you, but I was absolutely humiliated by having to tell them that I overscheduled something, or I was actually not even checking my email and I missed an appointment. So you see, sometimes these bad things happen, like what I was talking about in the beginning of this podcast, and it forces you to create systems. But I've been the crash test dummy for you, now, this business, we're celebrating our 10 years. And life is very business, excuse me, life is very different today than it was 10 years ago. My business is very different today than it was 10 years ago. I've learned so much. And a lot of it is because I failed a lot. And what we want to do is we want to adopt 
some of these lessons uh, so that we don't experience them. You know, you can use the same calendar or a coordinating overlapping calendar for your personal life too. So the danger of maintaining separate calendars is double booking, like what I was just talking about, or even forgetting to check the right one for a certain event. If you're very busy, you'll start to allow self-care to fall to the wayside. Yeah, that is a real thing. If that happens, put it in your calendar, block off coffee breaks, yoga classes, lunches with your friends, make them official so that it's harder to block out. I tell you what, if it didn't get written down in my calendar, it's not going to happen. So that's the lesson here, is to really be creating systems that's going to help you. Um, check your work-life balance. You know, are you getting enough relaxation and personal time each week? That's huge. That's going to really help you with de-stressing. Are you spending more time on the phone than you expect? Don't just schedule your calendar. Learn from it. The color coding system that I was talking about, you know, that should give you a snapshot of where your time is being spent. This is where tracking your time also comes into play. You know, make that schedule. You know, even scheduling, creating your schedule, right? For the first two weeks, at least track every minute of your time. I know that's a pain, but consider it it's only for two weeks and or even a week. It's just, it's just a must. And story time again. In a previous life, I was a personal trainer and nutrition coach. Some of you have been following me for a long time know about this. But um, one of the things I used to do with my clients was I would have them uh, do a diary of everything that they put in their mouth. And it was so daunting, right? It was just for three days. But there's a reason we do that. Number one, for them... It was a tool so they can see what they're doing, what they're eating. If they're being really honest, you know, I'm eating chips, you know, um, and this is why I'm not losing weight. Um, it's really important for them to see what's happening, what they're actually putting in their mouth. And for me, as their personal trainer and nutrition coach, it helped me to see what their habits were. If I could associate, you know, they had, like in my family, we have chip time. <laughs> so we literally just, you know, sit and have a portion. We have a little portion bowl. We don't eat from the bag. And it's just sort of a thing. It's a habit that we, we do. Well, not every day, but almost every day. And that's what you're, you're looking for. You're looking for some of these habits so we can track them. And... You know, in, in that previous career, it was very helpful. So that's what we're doing with essentially scheduling everything, spending time with that. Where It's a secret to developing these, these work habits that a lot, of, a lot of people aren't sharing with you. And you think maybe you've got a, um, a block against it saying that it takes too long to do it. But I want you to be ruthlessly honest when you're tracking your time. The reason you're doing it lies in creating a, a reality check between what you think would be an ideal schedule and what a more realistic schedule might actually be. And this only comes from you actually uh, working within the schedule for a couple of weeks. You can also see where you're bleeding time away. For example, um, perhaps you mean to spend 15 minutes on Facebook, but in reality, you actually spend closer to two hours a day because you're using it as a way to procrastinate, right? Also, track your personal time. Make sure that you're not slipping back into bad habits. For example, did you make 
uh, a resolve to eat a good breakfast uh, away from your computer every morning? And are you finding that after three days of this, you abandon your new habits or return your old habit? If so, then you have to reset yourself again. If something isn't working for you, figure out why, and we're going to look for solutions. This is really important for us if we're really trying to live a stress-free life. Even if you opt out for a quickie breakfast, for example, make sure that you take it into your most relaxed space to sip it in, perhaps in the garden or on the lanai. And do your best to taste and appreciate every sip or bite. One little goal-setting technique that you can do every morning is to think about your goals. Sip on your coffee, sip on your green juice, sip on your cleanse drink, and think about your goals for the day. And it sticks in your subconscious mind. Just all these little secrets that I love sharing with you on this podcast. But I want you to understand that being present in the moment is the greatest gift you can give yourself. And all these new habits that we're talking about here will help you do that and cut down on the stress. And I know we've we've talked about a lot of things. We've talked about developing good work habits. And we've been talking about ways to stay focused and all sorts of uh, ways that you can make your best day ever with certain questions that help you think about what your perfect day would look like and how you would spend your time. But what's most important for you is to realize that this life is not an experiment. This is all you get. It's not a trial run, and tomorrow is not promised. I know you want to break through to success, and we don't want that to be at the expense of our health, the expense of throwing away our family and our friends. What's most important in life, it's not money. Yeah, sure, we need the money. We need the money so we can pay the mortgage, right? And pay for our car and food, for God's sakes. But you know what's most important? is for us to value ourselves and those people in our lives that matter. So I want you to go out and make it the best day ever. Think about these strategies. Bookmark this podcast if you have to. Share it with a friend who needs to hear this. Be sure to give this podcast a five-star rating if you got a lot out of this. This is Sharon Lee. I'll see you next week. I'm out. This week's episode was jam-packed with great content, and now it's time for you to take massive action. Make sure to schedule your strategy session with yours truly, and also visit fearlesspursuits.com where you can subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. And while you're at it, If you found the show valuable, we'd appreciate a five-star rating on iTunes, too. Or if you simply tell a friend about the podcast, that helps, too. Be sure to tune in next week for our next episode. This is your fearless online business coach, Sharon Koenig. Thanks for listening. Now go out and be fearless so you can change the world.